15th episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So, how'd your week go, Wee Wee Man? It went pretty well. I I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. It's kind of, it was kind of like, uh, just like my last weekend to see any friends uh for a few weeks so i had had some friends over um on the weekend and then on friday me and megan had like a double date with with our friends just like played board games and stuff so so yeah it was a pretty pretty chill weekend and then the, the work week was just you know as normal um i uh i had to do a lot of like stuff for for my health over the week because I'm like trying to figure out if I have hypothyroidism just like just like your your thyroid just works slower than normal so my mom has it and I'm thinking I have it now and that might be why I'm struggling to lose weight but uh yeah it's all good just ate up a lot of my time this week um so see that was like my week pretty much uh i got to play i had to play a good amount of hearthstone i i didn't play as much as i would have liked but that also just might be how i feel because i was playing a control deck this week and whenever i play control decks i like forget that all of my games are like really long so when when i look back to like me playing it's like i played two games but it was actually like an hour of gameplay um have you gotten a chance to play disney lorcana yet we have not. We were, we were going to play tonight. So big, big. I'm excited for that. I I really wanted to get sleeves and deck boxes because the boxes they came in are, like, yeah, not not, not boxes. It's the same thing as Magic, though. Like, they come in cardboard boxes that once you open it, it just doesn't go back together, really. I don't like... Yeah. I mean, at least they give you those, like, boxes in Magic sometimes where, like, they, like fold nicely oh yeah um so like but yeah these ones they're kind of just ripped open and like sitting on a sitting on a shelf so i'm 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 wanting to put them in jesse's sweating he sees unsleeved cards (laughs) yeah i mean dude i i think lorcana could be huge i'm i mean i haven't even played it yet but like reading the cards and like reading the rules and stuff like i'm hyped for it no it's really really excited to play but yeah, um, but how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. The work week, like you said, as usual. And then over the weekend, did a lot of gaming. Hannah worked all weekend, so just a big, big gamer. Played some Golf Gang, you played were. some Dead by Daylight, of course, some Street Fighter, and yes, some Hearthstone. Um, I'm actually really sad when I had my, like my guys over that i couldn't play dead by daylight i don't even know if you guys did play dead by daylight we did we played like lots sad. of dead by daylight <laughs> yeah. i like actually i'm sad i missed out on that that game that game's fun i would play it after the show <laughs> hey yeah if we have some time I would, I would do it all right and then yeah so just 
gaming. Uh, Hearthstone is, like, pretty fun right now. I haven't been playing a ton, but, like, the meta's pretty... Like, there's lots of different classes. There's only a few that don't see a ton of play. Like, yeah, I feel like nothing is too polarizing or, like, overbearing. Like, nothing is clearly, like, the best thing to do. There's clearly things that people like to do the most, and they have, like, a higher win rate than other stuff, but it's just kind of how the game is. I mean, I didn't give up on playing a control deck, so... Yeah, Wee Wee Man did it. He did it. With, on, with only one mass anger uh, text. <laughs> yeah, only one one uh, rage session. Those are good, though. That's good. Decks. That's only once. With Blood Death Knight, it was like twice a day. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Blood oh Death Knight is also bad. <laughs> that was horrible. I never want to touch that deck again. Oh, come on. It's going to be the same thing forever. You don't want to keep playing it. No, not really. <laughs> I wonder how Blood Death Knight's gonna be like after the two years is up and it just doesn't have vampiric blood and like all of its yeah. all of its removal anymore. Like, I hope they just make that class cooler because right now like Death Knight isn't very cool to me. Like I don't. Or wait, I, I'm sure many might people be, disagree, but vampiric blood might be one of those ones that's technically the Death Knight's core set, and so like it'll never leave actually. Oh. Well, that's kind of terrible. <laughs> but it's like, I think it's the same for all of them, like Grave String, all the big payoffs, Frostworm's Fury. I don't think, I could be wrong, but I think like that Path of Arth, the thing you had to buy when Death Knight came out to get all those cards, I think it's technically like buying like Death Knight's core set. I don't think any of that leaves, but I could be wrong. That would, that would make sense. Because it, yeah, because it needs a, a set like every other class has, so. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's all really for my week, so uh, how about we get into the news? Yeah. So, not much news this week. Actually, like, not much for me or Wee Wee Man, because we never did this, but I know this is big news for a lot of people that really liked this, and it was, the, so Harson's getting rid of Fireside Gatherings, and Fireside Gatherings were kind of like, do you know what these are, Wee Wee Man? Yeah, wasn't it just kind of like, you could... Uh, play games like locally, like without being online. Yeah, it's like kind of like like a DS type. Like you connect with each other when you're close by or something. I think you still need to be online, but it was more of like a it was more of like a social thing. Like it's like they're trying to do their Friday night magic, but they're like you would you would like make events and you could like invite people to them, and then if people like come there physically, then like you like kind of are like hanging out in person, like a, like a like a card game store or something like that. Okay, but they got rid of it because like it's an online game, and they see no need to continue supporting these because like uh, people just aren't really doing them as much anymore. And they didn't used to be public like before you had to like actually register them. But then, like, they made this skin came out, the original Nemzi skin, and it was like, you can only get this if you attend a fireside gathering, and a bunch of people that, like, couldn't go to one or whatever were like, this is horrible, we, we need this skin, and, um, so they made it so anyone can host a fireside gathering, like, me or you could have gone on there and just, like, made our own just to get, like, the free stuff. So, that was one of the things that I feel like, and COVID and everything, like, COVID kind of killed fireside gatherings, I feel like. That's sad. Um, and then, with them saying goodbye to something people like, they have to introduce something else to try and make up for it, and it's mass pack openings. Um, 
Do you have the patch notes up by any chance, movie man? I'm a bad boy. I, I do not. Here, I'm just sending it to you so you can now. see. So I just sent it to you. So like, come look at the animation. You scroll down. To, so what you can do is if you have five or more, you can mass open up to forty at once, and you'll do that by grabbing your pack, just like holding it over, and then just like it'll start counting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and up to forty. And then you drop it. All of the cards will fly out. It's actually a cool animation. They all fly out, and then it gives you, like, a summary page. Like, it shows you five. It reveals, like, your best five, like, epics and legendaries. And then it'll pull up these pages, and it'll say legendary, epic, rare, commons. And it'll be, like, lists. And lists with hmm. the numbers and the names. And it'll tell you everything you got in, like, a list form. That's pretty cool. It, I mean, that's nice. It's a good feature I if love... you're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like me and Private Merkel like when, when when new sets come out, we'll like go like like I'll open 20, he'll open 20. We'll like watch each other open them and like that's it's like, like fun. Uh, that's like fun. Yeah, it's like a special little thing. This but is... like I guess if you're just like if you just want to save time, this is a pretty cool feature. This is a quality of life change for the biggest whales out there. Like for those that buy <laughs> the for those that buy both mega bundles and then like a hundred more packs so they can just open packs all day on the first like and 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 you it has to be like a mega whale that <laughs> doesn't eat stream because like that's good stream content so like i feel like this is for very specific people or people that just like don't give a fuck at all i just feel like if you're like fr free to play like you probably don't just have 300 packs you're like every time you get 100 gold you're buying another pack if you're free to play so I feel like this appeals yeah. to a very, very specific, small audience. But it's it's a thing that they've added, and, like, that's good. More things in Hearthstone is always good. Yeah. Um, sure. anything else with the news? Uh, Twist. Twist is still going, and Twist will actually be active for three months. Like, this month, next month, and the month after that. I've heard other... I've heard people saying that it's just this month like all oh, this meta has been already figured out at least it's only for this month but it's not it's actually the next three months and twist is there are clear outliers like disco lock and jade jade rogue are the two main outliers and disco lock because of the location and jade rogue because like the new legendary the scarab king i think is what his name is the one that makes the gong he's just busted and also the new jade the new jade card it's a three mana spell it's uh summon a jade golem and look at a discover a, like look at a card in your opponent's hand and shuffle it back into their deck oh shit so it's kind of like a ghastly grave digger in a way mm -hmm. but instead you make a jade thing and if you've been making jade things it'll probably be bigger than a four three if you've been like yeah. ramping jade stuff up or and if you haven't it ramps your jade stuff up more so those are the two really dominant decks right now. I haven't really played much Twist, so I can't yeah, speak much to it. I haven't played it. any. Control decks, man. I'm If I was playing an aggro deck, I probably would have had a little time for Twist. <laughs> control decks just... But it's fun, time. though. Sargeras is so fun. <laughs> yeah, Sargeras... Yeah, like, Warlock... Like, I was telling Private Merc over text, like, Warlock makes me want to play Control. Like, I don't know if it was really considered a control deck, but, like, one of the first, like, real meta decks I played, besides Burn Shaman, was, um, like, the Warlock, the Quest Warlock, I don't know if it was just called Quest, Quest Lock, where, like, you just 
pretty much completed uh, your quest and then yeah quite did it was a bunch of damage to them yeah it was it was fun i, I don't like, know i just feel like warlock always just has really interesting mechanics i mean i feel like half of the hearthstone population would tell you no that's not a control deck it it tries to kill the other person and then the other half would be like nah that's a control deck because you played removal spells like soul rend like deal five and mill your deck and then you played like six six taunts and to try to get to your end game where you kill them so like i definitely think that's a control deck but there's some yeah. people that think nothing's a control deck unless you never are actually trying to win the game so <laughs> so blood death knight <laughs> and, and control priest yeah <laughs> uh. well um I think that's it for the news. Um, how how's your uh, week in Hearthstone been? Uh, my week in Hearthstone. So I jumped on board that Warlock train when I heard that Control Warlock was actually good. I first heard it from like Zacho featured it in the Metabreaker section of like two reports ago, maybe three. I think it was two reports ago though. And he was like, "This deck, someone like a recent build has showed up that." shows like tier one potential and i tried that list and i just lost a few games in a row and i was like nah this deck sucks and then it's got it is it does not suck it is very good and it's really fun uh control lock uh sargeras and symphony and just all that late game stuff and then wee wee man was like i also like control warlock and I was like, I was like, well, we could do a mirror, or I could play Imp Warlock, because Imp Warlock, I was curious about. I wasn't really interested about Chad or Curse. I'm not, I don't really find Curse very fun, and Chad is polarizing. And if I queued into my bad matchups, I just wouldn't like Hearthstone for a week. So I picked Imp Warlock, and it's really fun. You just you're replacing all that removal and late game stuff with. Uh, early game imp stuff, but you still run Symphony and Sargeras. But I'll talk more about that later because that's my deck for the week. And I've also been playing the new build of Nature Shaman, and that deck's cracked. It's so fun to play. I love Nature Shaman, and I'm glad it's back because I was really sad when it got nerfed because that's all I'd been playing for a while because I really like it. Um, but then Jazz Base, like new build, came out, and the deck is good now. It's the deck is quite good against Warlock because. You have enough time, even with the nerfed uh, bio. Like, Warlock can't really disrupt it. Like, they can heal to max, but, like, they're not really going to pressure unless they get, like, really early, like, Sargeras or something. And you can just kind of wait until you can OTK them. So it's really good against... So your best play as the Warlock would be almost to just, like, go for the uh, Symphony of Greed just like burn their deck yeah you always so kind of want to keep you, you i feel like with honestly with control warlock i feel like you just like that's like you want symphony always just because like that will win like almost any matchup if you just like right but it's like in most matchups i feel like with control warlock you want to do the like draw sargeras and reduce him a bunch but like yeah i feel like in with the shaman matchup it's like they will be able to just do like like no even if you keep yourself fully healed they'll be able to kill you yeah so it's like i feel like your only way out of that is just like destroying their like i mean i feel like pieces. if you can if you but you can't like how are you gonna just oh by milling six you mean 
Yeah, just with the symphony of greed, I guess. But like, I don't know. Like, he might just hit a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter too. I feel like I feel like I if know. I had the choice between symphony of greed and symphony of pride against the control warlock, I would still I would definitely take the or that's envy. Sorry, you said greed. Is envy is the make them mill six? Pride is the draw. Oh, is there a greed? Or one? greed is draw that's six. That's a greed's draw six. Greed's draw you're six. Greedy, okay. You're drawing six. Um. Yeah, that checks out. But um, yeah, pride is uh. Like, against the Shaman. Shaman can't do it. Like, I did it at 6, but I had, like, the nuts today. Like, normally you're doing it at 7 or 8 now. I don't know. Like, I, maybe, I guess, it's still too slow. But, like, I feel like Shaman, like, would have to use its Crash of Thunder and that type stuff to clear your board if you got Sargeras out early enough. Because, like, if you're making two three twos or two three fours every turn, like, Shaman really doesn't have, like... They can deal with, like, one or two rounds of that, and then... You know? Yeah, and then they're dead. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. That's a very wonder if there's any data on that. They would have currently. to manage their removal really well. They'd have to use like yeah. their burn as removal only, like when necessary, and so you could save enough to still do the combo. Tricky. Uh -huh. Yeah, I played I played the nature shaman a little bit too. It's so fun. But um uh, that's all the that's all three decks I've played. I won't ramble about how fun nature shaman is for too long. But, oh, if um, anyone wants a really good Nature Shaman guide, Norwis on Twitter, N-O-R-W-I-S, he's he's a really good Hearthstone player. He hits Legend 1 all the time on, like, multiple servers. He posted for this, and I followed his guide for the old Nature Shaman when he posted one. Like, a full mulligan guide for, like, matchups and then, like, tips and then, like, advice for, like, what you should be doing on, like, each turn and stuff. And it's very... Uh, if you're interested in playing the new Nature Shaman, but you're like, wow, this is really hard and I can't win any games, like, that, that had some pretty useful information on it. Nice. What decks have you been playing? So, yeah, I, I started out at first playing Nature Shaman, but Nature Shaman kicked my ass. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, like, very, I don't think I won a single game with it, uh, just to show how uh, unskilled I am. Like, I, I just, I was trying to do the jazz-based stuff. It just, there's there's a lot of things in that deck that you have to think about that, like, them nerfing bio to four definitely just, you know, it, it's still possible now, like, with jazz base and, um, like, the deck still functions, obviously. It's just, it's really hard. So I, I gave up on that one kind of quick, uh... And I started to get interest in Control Warlock because um, I just, I thought Sargeras was cool from the beginning. When I saw, when I wasn't playing Warlock and I had people play Sargeras against me, I was like, geez, that is a strong Titan. Because, I mean, the portal, it's just like you you play him and you get infinite value from that portal. So it's it's just, it's... It's cool in that way. I also, this was the first deck that I played that actually ran Prison of Yogg. And that card is super fun. I don't normally like casino type um, cards that are just like really random. But uh, it, it's done some pretty cool things for me. But So did you know that? Yogg giveth <laughs> and taketh away. So like sometimes you get screwed, but it, it's fun to play. 
What were you gonna ask? I've been hearing that people are cutting Yogg from Control Warlock because their reasoning. And what's your? I want your opinion on this because I don't know. I haven't played Control Warlock since I like stopped playing it a, a few days back. So I, I okay. But what they're saying is, Contro Prison of Yogg is really good in decks that need like late game lethality. Like because so, sometimes you'll point it and you'll just get damaged. Like it's good in Secret Rogue, they say, or it's good in games that, like, lack, or decks that lack, like, a big board clear, because, like, sometimes it'll just clear their board. So decks yeah. like that um, are really good with Prison of Yogg, but they're saying that um, Warlock is not suffering in either the late game lethality or the board clear categories. Like, it, it is very good at both of those already, so it's not really worth it, is what I've been um, hearing. I mean... I'm not I'm not a great control player whatsoever, so take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But in my experience, um, having like Gigafin and Sargeras the ability to send all other or all enemy minions into the portal. Um, I mean like those are two very, very good uh like board clears. Like they're only removing enemy minions for one, which is really really big um the only problem is they're pretty expensive unless you reduce your sargeras through um the symphony of sins it was symphony of pride um and i mean you can also if you have sargeras in your hand i think the next one it would grab is um is your gigafin so uh, it is, you know, it is possible through Symphony to get those board clears online earlier if you need them to be, and if not, like you still have your defile, like you you do you have, have defile and good mortal things. eradication, and for single target, like you have reverb, you have drain soul, you have yeah. th you have thornvale tentacle, like I think like you have you have so much removal, like if you need to remove, you have so much removal, and if you need late game lethality, you have. Sargeras, and you have Ignis, and you have Astalor. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not lacking in the late game damage department either. So that's what people are saying. I'm granted, so like, like, it could, it can pop. The stats are also showing, I'm looking at our show notes, that it's like, it does have the lowest uh, played win rate out of every card in the deck. Yeah, like, so, the way like I Hail see Mary. this card is like, yeah, kind of like a Hail Mary. It's like, it's also just like, if you're having fun, like if you if you like that like risky kind of like you know let's see what happens here, like type of you know card, then like I don't see why you shouldn't run it. Like I don't I can't think of I just can't think of like anything else that would like replace it where like you really want to replace it with like this one card. Like uh, maybe some of the pros or Zacco or someone has an idea, but. For me personally, I feel like the deck is so strong, and it's like this is just like one card where it's like sometimes it will win you the game, sometimes it'll make you lose the game. But um, you know, either either way, it's it's like it's just a fun card, and I think it shouldn't be looked at too seriously. Like if the deck is doing fine, I think it's like you know like. If people are having fun playing the card, then it should, you know, it's like it's just like I think it should just be personal preference because like the deck is still doing really good. 
So I, I don't know. Um, like, I guess if you're going for optimization, then yeah, it's probably not the best card. Because there's, I mean, I'm sure there's something better. But Yeah, I don't think Zaka um, runs it. I think he runs, do you run, hmm, trying to compare the list. Looks like he runs a second Doom Can, probably. So, like, if you want to, you can have a really good chance of playing Doomkin on six. Like, if you know you're playing against Control Warrior or something, you, like, keep it. Yeah. Yeah, Doomkin is huge. I, I want to talk about him in my... Okay, but we're session. actually... We're talking about your, your deck a ton right now, and we're, we'll get to that when we go to the... Uh, when we're actually doing that section. Right, Did you play yeah. any other decks this week? No. So, yeah, it was just Nature Shaman for a little bit, and then Control Warlock, and... Uh, yeah, that was it. Well, with that out of the way, we can move on to the trivia segment. Yes. All right. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first, Wee Wee Man? I'll go first. Okay. I'll give you it. Oh, so are you asking me it first? Yes. Okay. So, all right. Um, I want you to tell me, and the audience can tell me too, what the text is on the card Popular Pixie. Popular Pixie. This is a card from... Two mana, two mana, two, sets. three, common druid, uh, battle cry, refresh your hero power. Choose, choose one. Yeah, your next hero power costs zero or refresh your hero power. Dang, that... How did you even know that? Does that card even get ran in any druid deck? It was run in some when I was way. when I was playing when I was playing lots of the first season of Twist. Some quest druids ran that. Okay. All right. Your question All is: right. Give me the name of both mage legendaries that came out this set, as well as the mage's titan. Mage legendaries that came out this set. Um, is Sif one of them? Yes. Okay, so we got Sif. And is the other one Vexilus? No. It's the Titan. Oh, duh. Oh my god. I feel dumb. No, I could have had, I, I could have gotten can one you name, for one. Can you name the Titan? Yeah, the Titan... What is the Titan's name? I've never played with him. For some reason, I thought I could, like, name the Titan, but I don't think I know it off the top of my head, sadly. That one's a Norganon. Norganon. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. My next one. Name. Give me the card's name. I'm going to give you its cost, stats, and text. Okay. I want you to name it. So it's... It's ru it has rush and its battle cry is if you control a minion with four more attack gain plus two plus two, it's a three mana three three. Um, I don't know its name. It's a three mana hunter common. It's to be used with like the impending tremors card. Something's uh, I don't forget stable um stable stable hand. It's so close, fable stable hand. Damn. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um. Your next one is. Give me three warlock cards that, when they are played and they resolve, 
They deal damage either to your face or your opponent's face 100% of the time. So, like, not Symphony of Sins and not, like, Abyssal Curses. Like, when you play it, either you or your opponent's face immediately take damage. And it's not from, like, a fatigue or, like, not the fatigue cards or something. You said it's a, a Warlock what? Give me three Warlock cards that when you play them, they immediately either damage your face or your opponent's face or both. Oh, God. Warlock spells that do damage to cards, either cards, my face. Cards, not spells. Warlock cards. Oh, cards. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I mean... I, I guess there's like the flame imp is that yep, the guy he like deals his battle cries like deal three damage yeah. to yourself. That's one. Um, hmm. So it's face damage. Shoot. Um, and you said not any of the fatigue guards. Yeah, because those are like you take fatigue. Like I'm, I'm the card should say like deal damage on it okay to either your face Shoot, or your opponent's face imp. well sorry mm. i mean not the fatigue cards for the purpose of <laughs> taking the fatigue damage <laughs> yeah because that would be like both characters taking damage Shoot, well, I don't, I can't even think of one that does damage directly to the, your enemy's face. Um, shoot, what are the other two? Um, so I think there's four total. There's Abyssal Enforcer, he's the seven mana six, six, battle cry, deal three damage to all characters, all other characters. There's the Blood Treant, when you pay, that play that, you have to pay five life. There's, um... Hellfire, everyone takes three. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's, sorry, when I said, like, not the fatigue cards for the purpose of you taking fatigue damage, because, like, I said no fatigue cards, then I was like, wait, because the crescendo one that deals damage to all enemies, I was thinking, because that hits their face, but, like, then I realized I probably just confused you, so that wasn't very fair. And, <laughs> and then also Spirit Bomb, deal one mana, deal four damage to a minion and to your hero. Okay. Right. That was a tricky one. I should have just. I mean, you got you got flame tricky. imp. You got flame. It was a very specific one. I was wondering, like maybe because I didn't know the right number to ask for that. Three might have been too many. Um, so for you, I picked one that I think you'll be able to get because you played this deck a little bit. But can you tell me all of Memron's gadgets? Oof. What they do. I can tell you what they do. I cannot name them all. Yeah, not the names. Not the names. <laughs> what what, okay, what are they all six. Do? One deal is one cost deal three damage. One is zero cost your next card costs two less. One is one mana give a minion divine shield and taunt. One is one mana return a minion to its owner's hand. One is one mana give a dude stealth and plus three attack. And and one is one mana choose two minions swap their stats that's all good stuff good you got it all right your final question is give me three nerfs that has happened since the launch of titans bonus points if you can also give me one buff 
Okay. Um. So. Uh. What is the Demon Hunter one that got nerfed? Uh, Sinful Brand. No, since the launch of Titans. Oh, since the launch of Titans. Um, shoot, for some reason I thought that wasn't Titans. Uh, okay, well, obviously Bio mm-hmm. was one. Um, fucking, like, every Hunter card got nerfed. Uh, one of... The one that got nerfed, I can't name him, but he's the dude whose battle cry is give all your arcane spells um, plus one damage, I think. Yeah, Halderon. Halderon, yeah, he got nerfed. Um, What else got nerfed? Yeah, Halderon bio, you don't need one more. Oh god, this is tricky. I should know this too. Um, what else got nerfed? Um, oh, was it, uh, Solid Alibi that got nerfed yes. in Titans? Okay. Um, so those that are the three, three nerfs and, and if, bonus points me, for a buff. Yeah, that'll get you two out of your, if you get the buff, that counts for double points. Yes, okay, um... What got buffed? Um, I mean, are we considering the change to Thaddeus a buff? No, nah, that was technically a nerf in the patch. Because people got dust refunds for it, so it was a nerf. Okay, um, well not that then. Um, well, I know they buffed... One of the plague guards probably after they released Titans, because plagues were not good. Um, oh yeah, they didn't they buff the staff of Primus so that when you attack with it, it um, you don't have to kill something to sh- shuffle in a, uh, a plague. Instead, it's I'm uh, sorry, wait, wait, man, you do not get your bonus points. They buffed. God. They buffed the the one where you deal three damage to something. No. Okay. I was thinking you would go more. Uh, uh, Blade Storm Craftsman's Hammer Trial by Fire Stone Skin Armor. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many. <laughs> Those are the warrior I, one. I, I totally forgot about Trial by Fire. I I literally called called for that buff. All right. Well, you still got you still got one, and that one was asking for three nerfs since the launch. That's a lot. I think, I think I did better than last week. I think I, got, I think I went zero and three last week. So I'll, t- I'll say I got two and a half out of three because I said Fable Stable Hand. I won't say no, I. You said Stable. Or you sta- said Stable Stable, stable Hand. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not getting the perfect three. I want to get it for real, but I'll take the two point five. <laughs> all right, all right. Heck yeah. All right, nice. That was fun. Okay. All right. So with the trivia segment out of the way, Wee Wee Man, do you want to start the discussion of Control Lock? Yes. So control uh control lock. Um very very fun control deck, especially since it is I Wee Wee Man who is piloting it and I can tell you that it's fun. That is and I'm glad that I'm glad that uh you you can do that, Wee Wee Man. 
<laughs> um, so this deck, it's it's like just your classic control deck. I I I, I don't play much control, but um, it seems pretty standard in the fact, like in the way that you're you you have tons of uh, life gain, tons of removal, um, lots of like like uh, like drain soul, defile, like a lot of stuff that's very useful for low health minions and then you also have your really expensive board clears such as gigafin and uh sargeras that um are really good in the way that they don't affect your board at all so um so yeah there's there's a lot of removal in the deck and then there's also a lot of like a lot of cards that just like give you way too much value such as sargeras um defile is opening so that portal too. like i said defile can yeah sometimes like really there's good. some decks that just like i don't know i can't like pal paladin i feel like off the top of my head i'm trying to yeah. think that just like if you play defile you just win like yeah unless they like somehow totem shaman totem shaman too it's pretty good against i feel like yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a really solid card um and especially with like the tour guides in your deck, uh, you also have the um, what is that guy called? The tentacle dude. The tentacle dude. Or it's like something tentacle. Um, I forget his name. Thornvale tentacle. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he you know, and, and he has two health. Um, which I think is it's cool. Like it allows you to set up big defiles if you need to. That like, tour guide if, if too, especially. To to tour guide especially yeah. is like super good for setting up fat defiles. Yeah, for sure. It's it's. Yeah, I mean, it, this deck gives you defile along with cheaper minions, such as or at least the list I'm playing. You know, you have tour guide, you have Astalor, you have armor vendor. Um, and those all, and Thornville Tentacle, and between all of those, that's like one, two, three. So you could get up to four damage, potentially, if you need to, just with Defile. And on top of that, you have Mortal Eradication, which is really huge, because uh, for everything you kill with that, like, it only does five damage, but, like, if you're able to kind of, like, maybe, like, Drain Soul something, and then, you know, sometimes I've even used a Defile... And then I go Mortal Eradication just to get the healing off of it. Or you can just Mortal Eradication just to do some damage to things. Maybe pop some Divine Shields. Mortal Eradication is game-winning if, if the Mech Rogue decides to just go all-in. And they if they curve into Memoron, like, on three or they coin it out, Mortal Eradication is, like, you win the game without that. Yeah. Also, th yeah, that... Thornbell Tentacle, I totally rated this card so low because, like, I still don't understand. Like, it's a two-mana 2-2, two -two, Battlecry deal 2 to a random thing. Like, when this got announced and we did our card reviews, I, like, talked so bad about this card, and I, like, still don't understand, but its stats are just, like, I guess... I don't know, can you I, can you speak more to that? I feel like Loki, like, if I play this dude early, he's not actually healing me because I'm at full life. And then, like, I, he's, like, not something I actually want to play late. So can you speak to, like, your experience with Tentacle? Because that's mine. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Tentacle isn't really that uh, game-changing in my experience. Uh, he has been good at um, healing me, like, in the mid-game. 
But like you said, if you play him on curve, you're not. You're probably not healing. Like maybe if you tour guided on one. But even then, if yeah, you tour guided on damage. one, then like you heal once, and then if you want to get that value, you have to hero power on three. Like I don't. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's like it's like a fine card. I think for now there might be something that comes along for this deck that's a little better, but. Statist- I think right now, just, it's just, really good somehow. Yeah, I, th- I think, cause it sucks too, cause it's like it has life steal, so like preferably you'd want to like, be able to have it do two damage to something, heal off of that, and then like, be able to have it out and make them like trade into it and get like even more healing, cause like healing's, pretty valuable in this deck unless you're going against like a nature shaman or a, or a mage. It looks like it's um, but it looks like looking at average turn played it's on average it's played on like turn six or seven so i guess like as like in combination you probably use this like in combination with like a mortal eradication or like something or like a drain soul or like some common or like even a symphony like some kind of combination you you, you, like pair this with something when you've taken damage in the mid game and then it's like good because like if they don't clear it healing for two next turn so it's like good enough for a two cost like card to pair with right. to pair with something else yeah it's yeah it's solid in that way like i i do find myself playing this more in the mid game for sure and it's like it's not a bad thing like it it heals you and you know it gives you a body but i like yeah, it's it. definitely I like, like underwhelming it's just... like it's it's like it is it's kind of weird to me that it's like so high up on the mulligan win rate on hs replay but Definitely not a bad card. I like that it's just um, a tentacle. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I kind of got to the end of what I was saying really with like what the deck is trying to do. Like obviously you're just trying to stay alive. Um, but really with this deck you're you're trying to prioritize getting um like in most matchups. Um, you're trying to prioritize getting like Sergaris out as soon as possible, and you do that with Symphony of Sins. So, um, Symphony of Sins is probably the like biggest card in this deck, it, at least in my opinion. Uh, it it just allows you to change the game in ways that your opponent can't, unless they're also Warlock and have Symphony of Sins. Like there's like the 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 different symphonies are just when William Man says so change, change the game. He means playing Sargeras on turn six. That's what he's saying. Yeah, like you, you. So you like either play Sargeras on turn six. Maybe you don't get offered that one, and then the six six. Depending demon, on what you're against, the six six. What de- were you saying? The six six demon has kind of felt like underwhelming. I don't know if it's the current meta because like I feel like when I've made the demon before, it was fat. But I feel like it gets, like, answered really easily in the current meta if I just, like, curve into it on five. It's definitely not, like, if you're playing against a deck that you know has, like, removal, like, any deck that isn't just, like, a paladin deck, I feel like it's not. Like, I would say if you're going against an aggro deck that you know they're going to be mostly trying to win on board, then I think the demon with, uh, with, um, reborn can still be, like, pretty huge. Uh, just, like, if you're trying to stay alive. But, like, that's only if you can't... 
like I would say that that's yeah. Like if you don't have Symphony of Pride, or if you uh, maybe like you maybe you're gonna like die if you don't like. Maybe you played Symphony to see what you get, and you're like really close to death. And they're playing an aggro deck, having that taunt with Reborn can help you stay alive maybe one more turn. But at that point, you're probably not gonna win because I mean like, unless you have more removal for their stuff, like it's their board's just gonna get bigger. Or if you're running, fa- you're playing Symphony on five, so it's like you're. You're going into your next, your turn six, and like, what what can you really do on turn six besides like immortal eradication, defile? Like, you you won't be able to like clear really big stuff if they're or if you're aggro. or if you're a Chad and you run fell string harp, you can fell string harp and then symphony and a deal six to everything, and then it heals you for two. Yeah, like that would that would be big. My my deck doesn't run the harp, but yeah that. That, that too. Harp is so I like Harp. Harp is really really good and and like Imp Warlock. So yeah, with the fatigue cards, it synergizes really what really well. I imagine you could flex it out though. Like I imagine you could put Harp into this with like what what's like the worst card in your deck. Like, if you really wanted to, you could take out like Ignis and the Watchers, the worst cards in the deck. But like I don't know how much you're struggling for healing in this deck. So I don't know like. You have a decent amount of healing. Yeah. I I mean, Watcher of the Sun, like, although it is, like, at the bottom of the mulligan win rate, has probably probably been more helpful to me than the Thornvale Tentacle. Just, like, playing that later forged. And healing um, the heal. Yeah, like, the heal is big. And then, like, I've gotten... I think, like, the biggest holy spell I've gotten off of that is Shard of the Naru. Yeah, Shard is fat off of that. I've gotten, I, uh, I don't remember what happened. I'm trying to remember what deck it was. But I, I got off of Watcher. Oh, it was Undead Priest. I was playing Undead Priest, and my Mind Eater found me a Watcher, and I forged the Watcher, and I, um, found Creation Protocol, and I forged the Creation Protocol to... Uh, discover two copies of the f- four mana five four that would battle cry dredge and deal five. So nice. That was, big. that was probably the biggest thing I've ever gotten off off of Watcher. But Shard is really fat in a control deck, especially like Warlock or Warrior that doesn't really have it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really big. I I think um I've gotten those off um, Watcher of the Sun against shadow priest which was probably the biggest the biggest use of shard than aru i had because they had like an egg and mm-hmm. um a shadowed spirit and it was just like fat completely game changing like that that just like won me the game straight up um so yeah that that card is really good even though it's way down there ignis is is also um something i want to talk about once i get into the matchup specifically like the control warrior matchup um, but, but yeah, overall, this deck just plays like your normal control deck with s- huge emphasis on Symphony of Sins being the way you cheat stuff out or my favorite destroying their deck. Um, but, um, it also has really cool spells that we've talked about before, like re- re- reverb, um, uh, Astalor being in there, I still like Zastalor. I, I I just like Astalor being 
in my decks still because it, it just feels like a, a way, you know, it's like if you don't have anything else, you can still do 14 damage with Astalor in the end. Like if, you know, maybe if you're able to get them down enough and then drop your Astalor and win the game that way. But I don't know if you've, um, I don't know how you've gotten through this many cards in your control lock deck and you haven't mentioned Forge of Wills and Ubisoft. Oh, I will. I will <laughs> for sure. You're over here talking about um, Ignis, bro. <laughs> yeah, Ignis. Ignis is like literally um, the worst card according to HS Replay, but it it's cool. Um, but my personal favorite in this deck, I didn't even know this card existed until I started playing this deck, which is weird to me. Like I've been trying to keep up with like the card releases more, but this card just completely slipped me, and it's Doomkin. Um, he came out last Doom- mini set. He was part of last mini. Set. Yeah, he was part of the mini set that had the dual class cards because that is technically a warlock and a druid card. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had no idea this existed, but it is absolutely so fat in the control matchups. Like any any other control deck you go against, if you're able to play Doomkin on curve you're able to ramp and you're slowing down slowing down their game plan like it it is just so fat and i've i've felt the effects of playing him in all of my control games where playing him in a control control v control matchup feels like like after i drop him like i'm just at a significant advantage over my opponent like i have one more mana they have one less like it's just it it makes it makes card. Odin Warrior already loses to this, and this makes Odin Warrior like so sad. Yeah, so you should. I mean, unless but you're only running one copy, right? Yeah, I'm only running one in mine. Um, but but the one has been fine. I could see how Zaka would maybe put one more Doomkin in instead of Prison of Yogg, but I I would personally like. I haven't pondered it personally, but I would keep Prison of Yogg like when i think about it just because that card is fun and it hasn't really hasn't really screwed me over too bad there's a few times i'll talk about but but i just think it's a fun card it is um fun. and then the other cards that are really interesting in this deck are like uh private merc said forge of wills along with um anubazoth uh, anubazoth is so good even if you don't have forge of wills because like I mean, if you, like, as long, like, any deck will have to just get through the 7-7 taunt. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's any like, board-based deck. Like, of like obviously, want, Nature Shaman wouldn't care. Of course but, you want Forge yeah. of Wills, but, like, a 7-7 taunt, like, it doesn't need to hit their face to be annoying, because they have to get past it. I mean, those two cards together give you a really good, um, a really good plan for your early game, um... Like I've had I've had quite a few games where I I have Forge of Wills and Anubazoth in my hand and it's just like a nice thing to be able to do on turns three and four. Like if you play Forge of Wills on three and then imposing Anubazoth on four. And then Symphony. You like, win. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that that curve right there is just broken. Like even without Symphony, just having the the two seven sevens out or maybe like a seven seven and then like a seven four or whatever because you're probably gonna like trade into one of their dudes but like still like having those stats out by turn four is just 
absolutely big even even with not being able to use your other one like it's still really big so those cards are very important they're fun um i i enjoy i enjoy being able to do that do that little curve go three and four and then if i have symphony on five i'm just i'm just feeling good um but yeah and um like as far as hands go i would say when i played it the only card i ever cared about was symphony of sins uh i i would just mulligan away everything like even even my cheaper stuff like normally like i'm so used to playing aggro decks that i'll you know be like oh well it's good to have these one costs in my hand because i'm i'm being proactive like i'm doing stuff in my early turns like i hate passing on my early turns like it's just it feels so weird to me that i'm not doing things and it makes me feel like i'm getting behind it stresses me out but symphony of sins is so cracked that like i actually don't care like i know like as long as i'm not playing something that's like insanely aggro like i will be fine as long as i just have my symphony of sins you're at least giving so i'll really guy, look for right? that so like tour guide i'll i'll, I'll I, I've, I've definitely tried like keeping tour guide i've tried keeping my armor vendor which i quick like that was like in the beginning i kept armor vendor sometimes just to see and wasn't really doing it based on the matchup but um as i played the deck more it's like you you would want to keep tour tour guide like most of the time because it's fat but also like sometimes you don't want to just play a tour guide on one like i just don't see the i feel like i just don't see the reason why you wouldn't because it's like you can mulligan away tour guide and get another card or you can have one of the only guaranteed turn one plays in your hand and then get another card and also have a body like i don't really see why yeah that's no that's true yeah you're you're right about that i just i think my reasoning for why i wasn't keeping it sometimes is because like i was like well i would rather try to get the symphony of sins which like I, like you said you draw a card anyways yeah so, like, so that could find whatever you. it's the same thing except you're actually doing doing something on turn one right but like sometimes i'm like kind of like weird with my tour guides where like i'm like am i gonna need this for a defile, defile? and if i'm in a matchup where i don't think i'm gonna need to do that right away like i feel like i would rather just throw it away and look for something else but i don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do it's just kind of what i was doing um but but yeah you're definitely mainly looking for symphony and you i i feel like whenever i had forge of wills and anubazoth in my hand i would keep those even without a symphony in my hand like if i if I had those two cards, I would just throw away whatever what, whatever the other one or the other two were and hope that I got Symphony. But if I didn't, I'm just happy that I have that really good turn three and turn four play. So I'll keep those together. But if I have one of them, it's kind of like I'll just throw everything away and just see what I get because I could just get Symphony. I and I don't want Forge of Wills unless I have... Like, I, I mean, like, Forge of Wills is big no matter what. Like, you play it on three, and then at any point in the game, like, even if you can't use it right away, at any point in the game, you can just make a, another body with Rush, which is really big. But 
I feel like if I don't have the two in my hand, I would rather just see what else I get. I'll always keep one, because it's like, what else are you trying? Are you just like hard, you're just hard mauling for only symphony? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just I'm just going really hard for the symphony. I feel mostly, like you keep Forge but... or Anubisoth, what, even if it's just one of them, because like Forge is always there, and the second you play a big body, even if it's like Gigafin, you make like a seven for like like no matter what it is, you can make a big body like at will if you play one. And Anubisoth, like we were talking about earlier, like on its own is still just a seven seven wall they have to get through. Like it's like if you get them together, you're gonna probably just win the game. But like they are both amazing on their own for sure and and like you can definitely do that like i i wouldn't really follow exactly what i i've been doing because like i said i'm not super well versed in like playing control decks but i i mainly just do it because like the games that i have been able to play symphony on five like those are normally the ones that i'm winning and i'm winning quickly and I also just love the card. I love it since I, I loved it since it came out, and I, I always thought it was a cool card. So now that it's like a really vital card to a deck, like it, it just upped my interest in it a lot because it, it was it was a card from the beginning that I really wanted to play a lot. And at first, it didn't seem like it was like really like crucial to any decks, but now it obviously is to control Warlock. It's it's super crucial. So it's. It's a it's a it's a it's a card that I look for. Um, but if I'm playing against like an aggro, like <coughs> if my opponent was like a mech rogue, or um, I didn't actually play any paladins, oddly enough, but if it was you know a paladin or something, um, I would probably be keeping my armor vendor, um, defile, like tour guide. Like, I would want more of my early game stuff that's more proactive to be able to handle their early boards, especially with Mech Rogue, because they can get so out of hand so quickly. Um, so I might change my mulligan up for, like, the the aggro matchups. More so, like, if you get Symphony, you might still want to keep that, but I feel like also, you always like, keep it's Symphony. important to... You always keep Symphony. Yeah. I just think... Yeah, like, if that happens to be there. But, like, you also can really value your your um removal cards your maybe thornvale tentacle and some of the you know like i feel like defile with mech rogue is like really really strong um mortal eradication like private merc was saying is really strong against that deck too um so yeah that's that's what i would say with like mulliganing I, I would say like if you're playing aggro you should probably like value your removal and cheaper minions more but in control like it doesn't matter in control I just, I would if just I, in control it. definitely like you want um like doomkin like you keep that in your mulligan against control like we man was saying it's really strong earlier and i would personally recommend keeping either forge of wills or anubisoth in like any matchup as well as tour guide because like tour guide is just the term one play that like it's just a one one and he draws you a card but you're not doing anything yeah, else. No. Um, so I would, yeah, I'd say definitely Symphony in any matchup, Forge in any matchup, Anubisoth in any matchup, Tour Guide Doom in any King matchup, for control. Doom King for control, and which isn't any. I actually have not tried like keeping Doomkin in my mulligans. Like maybe I Again, got if him you're against Warrior, like it's times, like backbreaking. But... They lose another turn to get to Odin and you. 
gain another mana to get Sargeras out of turn earlier. It's like yeah, it's like so you, that is like always keep the and you keep it in the mirror as well. So right, yeah, yeah. Doomkin is busted. Um, so yeah, so that's like the Mulligan in general. Um, some of the matchups I played throughout the week. Um, I remember playing some Rainbow Mage and. The worst part about playing Rainbow Mage is just that they can sif you, and um, I won games against the Rainbow Mage, and it's just mostly when I'm able to play Symphony on 5 and do whatever big thing I can do with that. Like, it's just mainly like trying to make big boards. Forge of Wills with imposing Anubazoth too is huge. Um, they can always star power on five if you do make a pretty big um, board on turn four with that. Um, but if they don't star po- if they don't star power it, um, it's it's honestly a, a pretty good way to get ahead. And and then you know you have Blade Master Okani, which can stump the mage up a little bit, but um, he's never been he's never been backbreaking to my opponent, sadly. Um, I still feel like I just don't know how to use that card. Which one? I think, uh, Okani. I feel like Okani, you need, like, you just need, like, huge gigabrain knowledge of, like, what your opponent is trying to do. I think we talked, about, something talked about this on another podcast, or maybe it wasn't on a podcast, maybe it was just, like, over Discord, but where we were, like... If, like, when you're playing Okani, if you, like, need to have their deck list up, like, have their deck list up so you can look at their mana and, like, think about, and like, what card they're probably gonna play. Yeah, like, actually be able to think about what you're trying to counter. Because if you just drop him to, like, disrupt them in some way, you're you're probably not gonna... Get the value you could be getting. Yeah. Because it's, like, the main way you want to use him is, like, like, say I knew... My opponent, my mage opponent, was probably gonna go for Sif. They played a lot of different spell schools. Like I'm, I'm a control warlock, so obviously they're not gonna try and win on board. So like I'm like, okay, it's like, you know, like turn nine or turn eight or whatever. Like they're gonna like probably try to Sif me. Like figuring out what turn you think they're gonna do that, and then playing Okani before that. Like that would be the best way to use them, because like even if they have to throw something out to trigger it and test for whatever counter you picked, then you're still disrupting them in the way that they can't do their full thing that they wanted to do, and they're probably just going to have to, like, do something else and wait for next turn, which just buys you more time. So Okani is big. I just feel like it takes a really big brain to use him correctly, so I didn't really ever get I mean, you just, crazy you just, value you just from wait that. Until, you just wait until the warrior is going into their eighth turn, and then you play it and you click minion that's what you do yeah yeah and, and like yeah in some matchups it's really easy to know like what what you're trying to counter like odin warrior you're obviously trying to disrupt their odin turn for as long as you can because once they play odin it the game gets pretty scary for you so so yeah that was rainbow mage just just my only advice there is just watch out for sif because he will kill you she um, if you <laughs> what she Oh, she. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> everyone report Weary Man on Twitter. Literally report his... Or, sorry, report, report his <laughs> ex-account. No. <laughs> um, 
Okay, and I also played Arcane Hunter. Um, I thought this was an easier matchup for me. I, I, I was winning most of them. And, uh, yeah, I think I kind of talked about this last week. It's obviously different because this is a control deck. Um, but uh, you just want to play around their secrets. And as with, like, most uh, decks you play against, you want to try to get Sargeras out as soon as possible. Um just so you can be building that board presence every turn and just making it hard for them to do the things they want to do. Um, watching out for, like, the lynxes, making sure you'll be able to remove their their lynx, lynxes. I feel weird saying it like that. Uh, but, yeah, if they drop that spell that just summons them a bunch of the 4-4 four, four lynxes with rush, you just... You just want to, like, kind of be able... Like, just make sure you are going to be able to handle that board whenever that comes. Um, the the Arcane Worms... Or, or not Arcane Worms. Uh, whatever. The the 4-1 dudes. The Bursting Jormongars. Like, yeah, the Jormongers. They're, those uh, are just, like, like, literally so irrelevant in this matchup. Like, you just defile those. And, um... Yeah, that's, I mean, as long as you, you're keeping their board in check and um, just being pretty proactive, that's a that's a pretty easy matchup to win. I, at least for me, I don't know what, let's see what the stats say. So do they have stats on the Arcane Hunter? Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to win against the Arcane Hunter. It's a 58.4% win rate at Diamond through Legend. Um, so yeah, there's that one. I played some Shadow Priests, which was like the most prevalent aggro deck I saw. And um, some of them got under me. I wasn't able to clear their stuff good enough. Um, like I said, though, like I got the Shard of the Naru one time off of the uh, the Watcher of the Sun. And that helped a bunch um, with the Silence, obviously. Like, silencing a Shadow Priest board is just insane. So as long as you can keep their boards in check... Um, and, um, keep healing, because they do have some burst damage, like, with the dredge, um, minion, and then the, uh, oh, no. the shadow word on death. Like, I, I got killed by a shadow word on death one time, and it was, it was really sad. Um, so, yeah, you want to just try to keep out of range of, like, those burst damage, like, the, the potential burst damage they can do, which isn't, like, a ton but you need to you need to be keeping an eye on your health total and make sure that you're not around the range that they can just blow you out. Um, and if you have that under control, then you should be good in that matchup. Um, with Control Warrior, it's another uh, deck I saw a lot of. And uh, with Control Warrior, it's it's the Sargeras according for, to it's the Sargeras versus Odin matchup. It's if you yeah, get Sargeras much. out it's... first, you win. If you don't, like if they get Odin out first, you're gonna have a harder time. But it's really hard for them to get past the taunts every turn while dealing damage to your face. It's possible, but if you get it out before they get Odin out, you are probably gonna win. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a race for sure. Which I feel like most control v control games are a race. So in this race. Yeah, it is, like, kind of, like, you want to get Sargeras out because, like, Private Merc said, it's going to make it really difficult for them to be hitting your face, even if they play Odin. But, um, 
Another thing, like, I noticed happening in my Control Warrior matchups was I would use my Ignis. Like, I wouldn't really have much else to do. Sometimes they wouldn't have a lot of stuff on board, and it's like, okay, well, what do I do here? And sometimes I'd play Ignis and make the five-cost weapon and give it, like, some random stuff. Like, maybe I'm trying to, like, be able to remove their board or whatever and, like, summon a four-cost. Or, like, maybe I want to give my thing Wind Fury if I'm trying to, like, go, like, crazy and hit their face for a ton. Um, but I think I'm, like very wrong for doing that like i don't think i should have been doing that because what would happen is they would do the 10 cost ignis weapon and summon the 8-8 guys and i i have gotten obliterated by control warriors from that and it's just yeah it's just uh it's it's kind of like the both are going pretty slow like you need to be scared once your opponent plays odin but other than that, like, you just need to be, like, making plays that give you, like, a lot of value. Like, in my case, like, I shouldn't have been going for the 5-cost Ignis weapon. Like, I should have just made the 10-cost Ignis weapon. Because then once I got to that point, he made the 10-cost Ignis weapon, and I lost the game because he had more value off that weapon than I did. And, like, I just, I just think, like... Aside from it being a race between who gets out their big their big guy first, it's also just like you're just trying to outvalue them. So, yeah, I've lost games where I know I lost because I decided to make the five cost weapon and they made the ten cost weapon stuff like that. But I've also won games just by um, having Symphony and like that that card just wins games because it's just like insane like you you can do so much with it um so yeah uh that's that deck drum druid i played a few of those and it's it's just like different from other like it's i don't know if it's considered an aggro deck is it like more like mid-range probably but um you just kind of need to like like, you're probably not going to be able to kill them before they're having their turns where they're making, like, big boards. But if you can just plan for those turns and make sure you have a way to handle those boards, you win. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mech Rogue. That's another, like, uh, aggro deck that I saw. I saw less of it, but um, I, I won those pretty easily just by removing their early game board um sometimes it doesn't like feel right but really the way mech rogue wins is through like snowballing their stuff so if you're able to just kind of keep stuff off of their board they're gonna have a hard time and you'll have an easy time um and then lastly i played some control priest and I think I'm just bad at playing against Control Priest. It, or it also says on HS Replay, I guess it has a it, it has a negative win rate against um, Control Priest. But um, it's definitely a winnable matchup still. It's only at 48% win rate on HS Replay. Um, I, I found it difficult just because, like, when I'm playing against the Control Priest, I, f I find it hard to... 
outvalue them sometimes and it seems like that is it's normally the time where they're stealing really good cards or not stealing but copying really good cards from me do you want to know and uh you want to know the secret to beating control priest what is it they're either going to dirty rat or identity theft your sargeras like before turn nine like they're and they will find dirty rat they have creation protocol like they 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 will find the dirty rat by turn nine and they will probably identity theft as well your sargeras or they'll pull it out with rat and then they'll like power word synchronize it so like there's all these horrible things they can do if your sargeras is in your hand so against control priest you just mulligan to not have sargeras in your hand until either you can symphony and like cheat him like if you can symphony on eight and then play him or draw him after turn nine and play him like if you can do that you probably yeah that's 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 probably the best way i mean like i i've i've lost two from getting them getting my own sargeras power cord synchronized and uh Please don't do my, like, just, like, the only ability you ever want to use if you ever reverb uh, Sargeras is the, um, is the board yeah, Why is that way, man? Because you're, even if you have a portal open, your portal will not be doing things. I, I played a, a Control Priest game where I reverb their, um, I reverb their Sargeras so they got from me through power cord synchronize and i i was like oh i'm gonna like i'm gonna use the ability to improve my future oh no uh, portal dudes just because i like oh they'll be even bigger but yeah everything even if you reverb it and it's on your side of the board it will it's still like linked to that portal their portal so if you improve minions from the portal it'll it'll just improve their minions so like and Don't that's because that. reverb and other copy effects like directly copy all the words of that guy. So like even though you might have a portal out, you're essentially like triggering the ability of his Sargeras. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's just something to watch out for. And that was just one way that a uh, control priest outvalued me one day. I mean, like, that's probably not the only reason I lost, but that was definitely really horrible when I decided to upgrade his minions instead of just like clearing his board. So, so yeah, just uh, keep that in mind. Um, I probably should have known that, but I, I, I had the, uh, I just had the notion that like, if it's on your side of the board and you have a portal open, it would, it would just affect your portal. But yeah, it affects theirs. So, so yeah, control priest is just a weird one because each, op- I feel like every opponent you face that is a control priest is going to be playing differently. Some are better than others, and some Control Priest players are really good at, like, knowing how to counter your deck, and Control Priest just gives them a lot of tools to do that. So, so yeah, it's just one to watch out for. Um, but other than that, I didn't see any other decks worth noting. Um, overall, uh, just keep in mind that you want to be playing Sargeras early, you want to be playing Symphony early, and that should uh that should take you take you a long way so so yeah unless you have any other questions about control warlock i think that's all i want to talk about uh 
No, that's all I have to say about Control Warlock. I think it is interesting where, actually, I will say, because, uh, like, I, like, keep, like, Tour Guide and Forge of Wills and Imposing Anubisoft and all those, like, cards, so I have a strong early game, whereas you go, like, all in on, like, I don't want any card that doesn't say Symphony of Sins on it. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wonder, like... Because, like, Symphony, like, even if you do get it, it, it's, like, less than 50%. It's, like, a 3 out of 7 chance that you get Sargeras. Like, that you get the draw your highest cost minion. So even if you fool them all away, it's still less than a coin flip that you'll hit the one you want. So I wonder if it's, like, a, it could be. Like, it could be. Like, I don't know. Like, as the highest win rate, it could be worth it that even if it's, like, less than half of the time, it's still strong enough to do that. Or, like... Is it worth it to be like, nah, I'm gonna keep, like, a strong early game, and, like, whatever, I don't need Symphony that bad that I'm willing to give up, like, my Anubisoth or my Forge of Wills? Yeah, I don't know, I think, I think this deck is just really matchup dependent, and I'm just not good at uh, playing control like I've said many times so I just I think like it's just easy for me to keep symphony because it's such a busted card yeah you always keep symphony um, I'm more saying is it worth it to throw every other card away oh yeah yeah no that's what's tough because yeah maybe there's a few cards that are, are worth keeping so yeah it's it's definitely weird and I'm I'm not I'm probably not right about how to mulligan this deck like i'm i'm sure i'm kind of like flawed in my in my reasoning a little bit so so yeah i mean look at how the pros play it and um kind of just yeah figure out for yourself what works best uh but yeah my advice is just uh symphony for control and symphony and aggro too but aggro is where you really want to like kind of consider your other cards more um but that's just my advice um i think private merc is is spitting some facts so no i'm about to be so spitting yeah. some imps bro yeah you're about to be spitting some is let's t tell us about those imps bro all right so empor lock is Pretty similar, actually, to Control Warlock in a lot of ways, surprising. But it also differs quite a bit. Um, so, think Control Warlock package. Like, you're running Sargeras, you're running Astalor, you've got Drathir. Um, but then, instead of all of the removal spells, like all of your removal and life gain and stuff like that, you run a board-based package... Uh, that centers around, like, Rafam and Location and Librarian. Like, all the Imp stuff. Fiendish Circle. You still run Tour Guide. You still run Symphony of Sins. Symphony of Sins uh, is noticeably weaker in this deck compared to Control Warlock, which makes sense because with Control Warlock, that's your way to, like, really speed up. Like, you're like, yes, I'm in the late game now. Well, you need to speed it up. Whereas Warlock, like, this Imp Warlock can have a giant board built with like library and location circle and then if they clear reform like and that would all be in the time that like the controller lock could even play symphony so you do have the potential to seize board um so like the ways you win this or so through like early game board domination like what you're really looking for is librarian circle uh the fiendish circle the three mana summon 
411 amps. Uh, you're looking for the location and Rafam, like Rafam is a definite keep, like always keep Rafam. And like any imp cards really, like you keep a mischievous imp if you can have him infused for turn four. Like you probably don't keep him if you can't have him infused for turn four, but if you've got like really aggressive hand, uh, mischievous is worth keeping. Mm. I feel like mischievous imp is like similar to Buffet Biggin. Yeah. In, like the in the um mirrors for this deck, which probably aren't like super common. I don't but, think I've ever yeah, done I it. Like I don't he's... think I've ever had the mirror. It's always cursor <laughs> control, always. I mean, Buffet Biggin's like big no matter what, and and the Paladin decks, but yeah, Mischievous Imp just seems like yeah, that would be like game winning in the in the mirror. So you either win through really dominant like board control, which honestly like it's better in some matchups than others. But if you get the hand, like if you have like a Rafam Phoenix Circle Library in hand, like you're gonna go for it because the control deck might not have their like removal and the things that they need. So um, that's the one main way you're gonna win is through board control, or you can win through late game value because you still run Sargeras. So you still have that late game inevitability. Inevitability if you keep making M boards, keep buffing them, and then they keep removing it. Like it's a blood decay or something. You're like, okay, well, I'll just play Sargeras. So you can win that way. You also can win just by cheesing them with Symphony, which is also Sargeras, pretty much. You want to get the blue one. Or an M4 lock, since you pretty much always have something on the board. Symphony is very often, which I feel like is a way it differs from control. I will take the one that just gives a dude on my board hand and deck plus six plus six, and then that's just a for like extra six damage face, and you just have a massive body on the board, so you can cheese them that. I way. feel like that one is way different, like way way more useful too. In the impact. very good because you like almost I always have something, and then like if it's like maybe you've got like even like on six you can do it or five, like and it hits a one drop in your hand, and then you like have a huge buffed imp, and then you play like a huge like flame imp too, like you can really like just cheese them through like cheese them through symphony that way you can still cheese them through symphony with sargeras and honestly reduce reducing darkon to one mana through blue if you've already drawn sargeras sometimes is good enough because sometimes you'll like you'll just draw through your whole deck with uh impending catastrophe and then you'll you'll dump your whole hand because you're imp warlock and then you can you can actually play the draw six and get full value off of it in this deck. Like in control lock, sometimes it's really hard to draw six and I have a full hand and imp lock, you're like no problem. Like six cards is amazing. So like there's been times where I'll just like have a one mana dark on and then you you'll draw through your deck and then you'll get like one mana dark on and to like deal six to the enemy hero and to like deal six to all characters. And you just kinda like semi like OTK them. Um, that's huge. You can also OTK them with your fatigue cards. I haven't ever actually been able to do this. I really want to do it though. I really want to get to fatigue and then play the dude that makes my hero immune and then play like movement agreed to draw six and then like play impending catastrophe to draw more and then just have my like fatigue be up to 10 and then I want to play both of the crescendos and just like deal 30 to my opponent. But I've not been able to do that. That would be awesome. Be really cool. Um, I'm sure someone out there's done it. Mm -hmm. 
it's like not difficult to get through your deck with this with this deck <laughs> so yeah mm, cool cards in the deck symphony's really cool reform is just so so good good as always and it's really fun actually the whole fatigue package is really fun to use and i don't really think i think some of the other they've been around in like other decks but i feel like this is the best the fatigue cards have ever been performing um and there's not like they're performing crazy good but the imp is crescendo and craze conductor not performing incredibly good but i mean with Felstring harp and everything like they find they make this deck really kind of work yeah so uh, how good is flustered librarian still it's like I feel like there's more decks now that can just have it dealt with. Like if you play it on one, if your if your game plans like flustered library and into location and into fiendish circle, like I feel like most decks like warlock can just like drain soul it, deal the t three damage to it. Like rainbow mage could even just like uh deal the one the one mana spell on hero power. Or, like they play a worm and then kill it. Like I feel like most decks can deal with it by turn three, but if you can get it stick to turn three, like librarian into location and the circle is still really, really good. And the card is really good. Like I'll keep it like as long as I want to be fighting for the board and the matchup. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, that is a good card still. Okay. Um, Fenley's like an interesting card in this deck. It looks like he's one of the worst performing ones, but I mean, there's been times where my hand has not been good. Like I recall very vividly a time where I used him because I just didn't have anything on like turn three, and my hand was Fenley, Fellstring Harp, Fellstring Harp, impending catastrophe, impending catastrophe, and I was like, all right, this is a this is a Fenley hand, and I I don't I don't <laughs> recall if I ended up winning or losing that game, but. Because, like, I feel like it's, I guess, like, there's a very niche case where, like, you also could Fenley back your Sargeras, I guess, right? Like, if you have him, but you haven't drawn Symphony yet, you could, like, send him back and then try to get him out earlier. Like, or, like, but I don't know how reliable that game plan is. I mean, if you have Symphony, though... Well, Symphony so like... would shuffle, so you would need to draw it mm, off the Fenley. Oh, yes, yeah, so you wouldn't even know. Yeah. yeah. But matchups, so Control Warrior, you just like Control Warlock, you body Control Warrior, because sometimes you will just win through your early board. Like, if they don't have Brawl, Rafam, as long as the only thing he's not resurrecting is Fiendish Circle Imps. Like, as long as you have another, as long as you have another Imp that, like, as long as they don't all have the same health, like, Bladestorm's not gonna be able to deal with it, and unless they have Brawl, you can just kind of, like, outright win if you can curve into Rafam. But, I mean, normally, you're just outvaluing him with Sargeras. I feel like this is, like, it's the same thing as Curse, or as Control. Like, you, if you get Sargeras out against the Warrior, they're gonna have a hard time ever actually hitting you. Yeah. And then the, the Warlock matchups, that's what makes Control and Curse Warlock both, like, 50-50 matchups. So, like, they all have game plans, like, I'm playing imps against you and then trying to get to Sargeras, and you're trying to remove my imps and trying to get to Sargeras. Like, it makes sense that the matchups would be, like, 
50-50, so it's more like, what do you want to do in addition to trying to cheese out Sargeras? Do you want to make imps? Do you want to try and do Thaddeus things? Or do you want to, like, play removal stuff? Because they all f- fall right. on a similar, like, end, end game. Yeah. And I like imp the most. I, mean, I like playing dudes, and I like hitting people with my dudes. Yeah, I mean, like, looking at this deck list, it's like, how would this not just be the one, the one Warlock deck? Like, it's, because, I mean, having the endgame stuff still, like, there's really not any difference, really. There is um, different matchups, like, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I guess like, there's, like, this is horrible. The like, this is horrible. It gets, like, it's, like, not super good at Super High Legend, if you ever encounter Mech Rogue, that's like a 70-30 matchup. Because Mech Rogue, you play imps in the early, you don't have any removal. Whereas, like, Mech Rogue for Control Warlock, like, you're, you you like seeing those. Because you can just play all your removal stuff. But then there's other ones, like, yeah. ones that can't deal with a big board. I don't know, like, we both have a similar matchup against Drum Druid. Mm, about Rainbow Mage. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it just depends on the matchups, right? Like, is the other deck gonna, like... Like, oh, here's a great one. Uh, just Moonbeam Druid. Imp Warlock would body Moonbeam Druid because you play all these imps. Meanwhile, Moonbeam Druid actually bodies Control Warlock because you just kind of have to sit there and then you eventually take 30 damage. Which I've experienced. I did, I forgot to talk about my experience against Moonbeam. I, I I texted Private Merc and I was like, "What the hell is this like <laughs> Druid deck that just like <laughs> did a bunch of spell damage to me?" So I had no idea it existed. But yeah, not much else on the Mech Rogue matchup. Like it is your worst matchup, and so if you're encountering a lot of Mech Rogue, you probably shouldn't play a Borlock because like you're going to be just like playing these things throughout the early game, and then the Mech Rogue is just going to magnetize, magnetize, and you can't like it's not really a card in your deck that can do anything about that other than Sargeras, and I guess maybe like Symphony if you dealt six and it was enough to kill their magnetize thing, but it's just a really yeah. it's just really hard. Um, your 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 removal wouldn't come online for like way mm-hmm. late, so definitely it checks out if their deck is fast and you're not faster. Yeah. Control priest is about a fifty fifty. So the funny here's the funniest control priest game ever. Turn one, I literally played. I don't remember what I played. I might. I think I tour guide hero power because when I get tour guide hero power on this deck, turn one, it's my favorite thing to do because it's like. Okay, like, I could be playing, like, a Librarian right now, but I'm playing a Tour Guide and then Hero Powering, and since Imp Warlock is just, like, like, you never see it on ladder, they are going to start playing as if you were Control Warlock. And then it's not until you actually, like, play Imp cards that they realize, like, oh, fuck. Like, and they're probably also, in that same vein, going to be mulliganing as if... Like I was control warlock because like that that's just way more st- like likely that I'm going to be control warlock. Yeah. So turn one, I tour guided. This dude threatened me and coined out dirty rat, and it pulled out my Rafam, and I just traded into his dirty rat, and then I just hit him for six like four turns in a row, and then he died. It was like he died literally turn five. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing ever. I was like. And he kept threatening me after, because he just coins out, he coins out the dirty rat on one. Like, 
You, you deranged lunatic. Like, did he, was he like, oh boy, I can't <laughs> wait to pull his Sargeras. He's literally so hungry for the Sargeras. He's ripping the rat on one. Like, the madman. You can't even remove it. You'll just do he's shit like, with yeah, it. Yeah, like, he's just literally a madman. Um, it's like <laughs> about a 50-50, though. If you... This is a matchup where they're going to be 40-card deck, so, like, you need to... If you want to be on the same playing field when you both get to the end of your decks, you need to, like, uh, make them mill six. Which, yeah. like, you don't need to do it off the first one, because it's going to be going late. It's just... Like, make sure never to fill your hand up, I guess. Like, make sure you're never burning anything, because you need to make them mill six to put them on, like, even playing field. Right. Uh, Pure Paladin is hard in the same vein that Mechrogue is, where, like, you are good at beat fighting on board, but, like, you're not so good. Like, you still run all the late game stuff, so you're not, like, the best as, like, a deck that his entire game plan is about fighting on board. So Pure Paladin just, like, takes board faster. It has, like, the taunts and the divine shields to deal with your stuff, and then feel like, uh... Um, the, the, the lawyer, class action lawyer, is really hurtful against, uh, Imp Warlock if you location something. I feel like Kapowden is just faster, and it has the tools to deal with, like, when you can do a big swing thing as, like, Warlock. Like, okay, I can make a really big thing here. They just have answers for it, so. Yeah. Mm, Drum Druid. It's like a 50-50. Hmm. It's, uh, it's just like the... They, if they make their big, big drum board, unless you have, like, double crescendo or it's early enough that you can play Sargeras, you're probably not going to be able to, or late enough that you can play Sargeras, you're probably not going to be able to answer the board, so you just need to be, but it's, like, possible to just be so aggressive that the drum druid just dies, because drum druid is, like, really slow to do its one thing that it can do. So if you get, like, a really fat librarian circle playing lots of imps using location, you can just kill them before they're ever able to do anything. So that's, like, where the sense and where, like, you just can't let them get to that point. Yeah. Unless you can answer it, then you can play a little more patient. Like, if you have the way, if you know you can deal with it, which not many cards can do, so. Right. I didn't really play many arcane hunters. I imagine, like... Fiendish Circle answers the four ones pretty well, so if you guys do like that, that would be pretty good. But yeah, I didn't really play many Arcane Hunters. And Rainbow Mage felt like a hard matchup for me. I'm not sure. I feel like they could always clear my boards with Inquisitive Creation, and I just wasn't able to get to my late game. If, I got, if it got late, they would like sift me, and then I wasn't able to ever create a board early enough that was, like, dominant enough that they couldn't just reverb, like, my big thing or, like, cold case with weapon out and just develop a fatter board. It, was, it, was, it says it was about 50-50, but that matchup felt pretty hard for me. Yeah, it's a tough one. Well, uh, that's all of my... Uh, and Do you have any questions about M4 lock? Um, I guess... I guess just, like, uh... What what deck do you think is better for climbing? Um, like, wh which one's just like stronger overall? Like, do you do you think there is a stronger deck, or do you think it's situation? Yeah, I think Control Warlock's better overall, but it's like if you're, I think Warlock's more fun, and if you're like a, hmm, 
I feel like it's kind of close enough that as long as you don't queue in a mech rogue, like, you're going to get way faster. You're going to get faster games with Imp Warlock, so you have the potential to rank up faster. But Control Warlock, I do think, is a better deck in the current meta. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's all, all I'm curious about. Um, seems like a seems like a pretty neat deck. Yes. Well, then, are you ready for some Hearthstone? Yeah. Let's uh let's see what does let's see what does better. I feel like I'm gonna get blown out, cause I don't know. I just I have to deal with an a a good early game, and I have to like you're still gonna be able to do like symphony and sargera shit so scary yeah, we'll stuff see. scary stuff maybe i'll yes. just mirror you and control warlock then no no we got you gotta play in <laughs> it's scary but we gotta do it for our audience where are you at where are you at i'm coming i'm coming i got Lies, deceit. I got the guy who who's who's the guy who's the guy who, like greets you every time. What's his name? Hearth. Hearth. I'm challenging you, Wee Wee Man. Hearth himself. Alright. Alright. Alright, well, good luck, good luck to, to you. Good luck to you, Wee Wee Man. Alright. The imps versus the control. Hmm. Not a great mulligan. I get impending catastrophe, vile library, crescendo. Hmm. I feel like I don't want any of those. I don't want crescendo for sure. Impending catastrophe and vile, I just don't have like an early play. Okay. I draw librarian, phoenix, circle, craze conductor. That is a much much better thing to see so librarian on one tap on two circle on three that's what it's looking like that does play really bad into moral eradication or drain soul but i guess we just i mean we have the hand we're the aggressive deck we're gonna play the stuff so he may or may not have the removal He's considering his mulligan. Oh, he's using the opera singer Tamsin skin. He's uncultured and he, he's not in his off. Alright, cool. And I draw Mischievous Imp, which is really fat. Even if he does Mortal Eradication, my Fiendish Circle board, it would just infuse and I could play a Fiendish or a Mischievous Imp. Pretty good hand, honestly. But, I mean, I don't have the the best card, the Symphony. I just gotta go face and hero power. I draw a Tour Guide and a Finley that turn. So, will he drain soul or will he hero power is the question. He coins something. Forge of Wills. Okay. Let's hope he mortal eradication his next turn. Mischievous simplet. Oh, and I draw Rufam. Oh my goodness. Wow. This is really big. Wow. It literally hit my librarian three times and killed two imps. That's okay though. We play my infused mischievous imp. And we draw another mischievous imp. 
He casts four mana, imposing Anubisoth. And creates a rusher. Dang, I'm gonna get through that. I mean, I think we just, yeah, we trade. Trade, we kill the taunt with two Mischievous Imps and a Flame Imp. And we can go ahead and just play another Mischievous Imp. And I'll also, I'll also play the Tour Guide. And I draw Hero Power and Pending Catastrophe. He Symphonies on five. No, he draws Sargeras. I lose. It's so lame. He goes face. And I'm pending catastrophe. Crescendo, Void Virtuoso, Flustered Librarian, Astalor, Symphony. Okay, so we might be able to get Symphony out next turn. A Librarian. Avoid Virtuoso Hero Power probably here. I draw Baritone out. He plays three mana Sargeras. Dang, he sends all minions into the nether. Hmm. So I had to, uh, I played a baritone imp to take one fatigue and then a crescendo to clear his, his imps from the portal and then played an astelor face. So he doesn't have enough damage on board to kill me right now unless he has one of his symphonies. He buffs his future demons. I have nine life and he has 12. He plays mortal eradication. Oh. I lose, bro. Oh. Never mind. He played Ignis, but it wasn't forged yet. Alright, here's my shot. Symphony. Gimme Sargeras. Oh, I get Sargeras. Alright. We like to see it. I send his stuff away. I have three life. Astalor can't kill me. He reverbs. What's he gonna do? <gasps> For Defile, probably. Ooh, for Forge of Wills. Forge of Wills and Defile, yeah. I mean, I think I lose, but I just got a Finley here. Void Virtuoso. Fellstring Harp. Flame Amp. Movement of Sloth. Ooh, this is pretty big, actually. Movement of Wrath. Okay, Felstring Arp and a Movement of Wrath. Into Crazed Conductor. Oof, but Crazed Conductor doesn't save me from... Into Movement of Sloth, Flame Up, actually. He Doomkins. Oof, he Defiles. I'll play a movement of greed. Movement of desire, fiendish circle, movement of envy, movement of gluttony, fellstring harp, flame up. Hmm. He has 369. Astalor is still lethal, so I gotta. Hmm. 
think I'll play Flame Imp. Hmm. Flame Imp, Movement of Gluttony, Felstring Harp, Hero Power. Is it still not enough? Hmm, it's not enough for me to heal enough. Right, Craze Conductor. No, I can't do that either. I guess I gotta just Movement of Desire. Movement of Desire. Flame Imp. Tour Guide. Hero Power. Felstring Harp. I have 13 life and he has 4. This is crazy. Drain souls up to 7. Oh, he giga fins. That's horrible. Mm, I don't think I can recover from that. I'll draw Imp King Reform. Doesn't do anything. I just got a hero power. For Drothir, I'm one damage off lethal. No. So sad. Dang. One damage. Alright. The control versus aggro matchup with very similar decks. Alright, so we draw a Gigafin, Forge of Wills, Mortal Eradication, and an Imposing Anubazoth. That that right there is Giga. Um, we're going second, so we're on the coin. I'm going to go ahead and just get rid of... Hmm. I'm going to want to play Forge of Wills on three, so I, like, I, I was considering keeping the... Mortal Eradication, but since I'm planning to play... I mean, we are on the coin, so I could Mortal Eradication on two in case he's like... I don't know, but I'm probably not going to get any healing benefits off of that. I guess I could coin out Forge of Wheel, Wheel, Wills on two and then play Mortal Eradication on three if I need to. So I will keep Mortal Eradication. I'm going to get rid of Gigafin. And... We get reverberations. So let's see what he does. He plays a flustered librarian. We draw Symphony of Sins. Wow. Literally, literally the perfect hand right now. Pretty much. So next turn, I th think I want to coin out Forge of Wills so it's out. Um. Hopefully he'll play more minions by then, do more damage to me, so that um, if I play Mortal Eradication on three, I get a decent amount of value out of it. Um, so yeah, because if he plays Fiendish Circle on this turn, yep, he plays Fiendish Circle, so he's going to hit me for five. So now we play... Uh, mortal Eradication. And we heal for six, which was perfect healing. We kill his Flustered Librarian and two Imps. Oh, he plays an Infused Mischievous Imp. How rough is that? 
Um, I think we literally just Anubazoth, Forge of Wills. And hopefully if he doesn't build his board up too aggressively after this turn, we'll be able to safely play Symphony of Sins on five. So yeah, he trades into my Taunt. And now he's one one fiendish imp. He plays another mischievous imp. And then he's considering going facer, trading his one one into my seven my current seven four giant. He goes face. Passes turn. I think we just we just I just think we play Symphony here. And then we do get movement of pride, so I will I will rip it. So he has a total of eleven damage on board. I'm at twenty seven, he's at twenty six. I could go face with my seven four, putting him at nineteen, or I could trade or not trade, I could just clear one of his Three three mischievous imps to take less damage. I th think I want to go face because I can always I can clear board with Sargeras next turn. Wow, he's impending catastrophe to draw like five cards or six cards so he is getting reloaded he's playing a flustered librarian and a void virtuoso and he is hero powering and then let's see if he trades anything into my seven four does he leave it okay so he does not trade into my 7-4 um i just play the sargeras i think and i think i'm just gonna suck every uh that's kind of no that's that's what i need to do i'm gonna go face putting him at 12 and then i'm going to Send all other minions into the portal. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to Forge of Wills, my Sar Sargras. I, I could. Hmm. Yeah, do I do that? He could Symphony of Sins. He could... Doesn't have any single target removal. I think I'm just going to Forge of Wills my Sargeras. Just to have a 612 on board. And I'm not going to Hero Power because I'm kind of scared about my health total right now. I'm at 16 health. Um, so I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to, like, put myself too low. So, yeah, right now we're looking good. We have. Enough damage to kill him. 
It looks like he's going to... So he plays Baritone Imp into Crescendo, which clears my Imps. Um, I think what we're going to do here, since we still have Sargras, um, I'm going to do my Future Demon Summon from the Twisty Nether. I have plus two health and taunt. Um, and then... I want to play Doomkin, but also I think it would be bigger if I went Okani and Immortal Eradication. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do Immortal Eradication. We could also make an Ignis weapon, which might be even better. I'm going to make an Ignis weapon. Er, I'm so dumb. I think we win these anyways. I don't know. Unless he has another crescendo, or he plays Symphony of Sins, he's probably gonna do six. Or if he does six tall characters, he dies, so he can't do that. He draws a Sargeras. He has three mana left, so he's about to probably play that Sargeras. And yeah, so I'm gonna reverb his Sargeras, and then I guess I'll. I'll Forge of Wills my reverbed Sargeras, so I have a 612. And then I'll defile the rest. This is kind of scary. He has more cards than me. And he's... Okay, he's Sir Finlane, so he must have not liked his hand. I've got a Doomkin, an Okani, and a Defile in my hand. Um, I'm hoping he can't play much other big stuff. I'm, I'm feeling good knowing that he can't give his, um, he can't give his imps from the portal taunt anymore because I cleared it quick enough. Um, he plays the... Movement of Sloth to make the reverb guy. Um, I think I'm going to Doomkin. It really sucks because I would like to... I guess I have to defile that. I defile... He plays Movement of Greed to draw six cards. I need to get more healing. I know that for sure. I would like to eventually draw my Gigafin because I know he is going to develop some crazy board that I won't be able to deal with. If I, if I don't get that Gigafin, I might be in trouble. Um... If he is just unable to deal with my imps at this point, I might be able to lethal him. He is at seven, seven health. And I have two three fours and a three one on board. 
Oh my god, he plays Movement of Desire. He has all the movements. That is crazy to me. Plays another Fellstring Harp after his last one breaks. Oof. Alright, I think I drain Soul just to like heal a little bit. And then let's see, what do I have on board? I have five things on board, so I'll play Gigafin. Alright. Let's see what he can do. Hero power is healing to six. I am so close to being able to beat him. I, I definitely made a big mistake um, torching my Ignis. Oh, he concedes. Yes. Good game. I won. I did it. No. <laughs> it didn't happen. I made I I made a mistake by not infusing anything. Like that's actually like the fifth time I've done that. I no, just, not forging your. And I used to I used to do that with Kazakasan too. <laughs> I would just like not play my dragons, and I'd be like Kazakasan. Why are yes. you working? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, it's just dirty. I mean the the amount of life gain in the in deck is kind of insane you freaking got sargeras out we looked at the graph we looked at the graph you got yeah, sargeras out graph. i don't know what the graph say <laughs> yeah you play it on turn six you're a winner <laughs> um, yeah yeah but all yeah no i had the nuts i had i literally had forge of wills and anubazoth and i had and i drew into symphony of sins before turn five so i knew i had that for turn five and I had coin, which I feel like is kind of nice for, like, being in control. Like, I was able to coin out the Forge of Wills, because I knew on turn three I would probably want to use that Mortal Eradication. So it was like, I just had a really good, really good setup. Yes. It was nice to snag a win. I think, I think you won, like, the past, like, five, so I'm happy. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. Do you think you made any mistakes, or were you... Uh, yeah, not being able to play Symphony on 5 to draw my Sargeras first. <laughs> I think that was my biggest mistake. I mean, there you go. You guys don't even have to listen to the whole episode. Just, like, Symphony of Sins, bro. That's that's all there is. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you listeners for listening. We're gonna wind down. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wind down for the night. We're gonna head to bed. Alright, and good night, Hearthstoners. <laughs> yes, good night, good night, gamers.